Welcome to the ABA podcast. We're your hosts, Andrea and Alejandra Alvarado. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the hit film Edward Scissorhands from the 1990s. It was made by Tim Burton and stars Winona Ryder and Johnny Depp. In this episode, our fifth episode of the series, it's easy to see why this film is such a classic. So first up in our characters, we have Peg Boggs, who's an Avon sales rep and takes in Edward. Then there's Bill Boggs, her husband, who's super friendly and nice. He goes bowling and even tries to teach Edward like life lessons. Uh, next, we have Kevin Boggs, which is Peg Boggs and Bill Boggs' son. Um, he is a little bit rude to Edward. I don't think he understands that this guy was in a castle for his whole life. Um, and he's just a little bit, like, a tad bit rude. Um, he really likes Edward's scissor hands. Um, he... <laughs> He's like, oh, this could chop a guy in half or whatever. Let's bring him to show and tell. Yeah. Uh, so he he's a he's a good kid though overall. Uh, next up we have Kim Boggs, who is um, the eldest uh, child. She is a senior in high school, and she originally hated Edward because she didn't know that Edward existed. And so when she arrived home, she found some strange guy in her bed and was terrified. Um, she is the uh, girlfriend of another character named Jim. Um, and she goes along with anything he says because he's her boyfriend? I don't know. Um, later in life, she uh, never visits Edward back at the castle she's just like i'm too old i can't do it and so that's that's her as a character pretty much it's important to note that uh older kim is also played by winona ryder in like old old people makeup so i thought that was very interesting that they didn't just cast somebody else uh for our final character we have edward he's originally nervous and super excited uh he's a man made of both metal and body parts think of sort of a frankenstein monster type thing um he has a crush on kim and does not understand social cues or nuances Something that really gets him into trouble later on in the movie. So, Edward is not necessarily equipped to deal with emotions. His inventor slash father did give him some tips and tricks. But as we all know, it's very difficult to maintain your emotions and to have a proper outlet for them. Um... A couple of other characters are the inventor, who is kind-hearted, created Edward and encouraged him, taught him necessary life skills, he read to him a lot. He was kind of a great dad. 
And he also combed Edward's hair, which is not as important, but it does explain why Edward is so sort of um, disheveled. disheveled during the beginning half of the movie. Uh, another character is Jim, who's Kim's boyfriend, wanted to steal his parents' stuff and hates Edward. So Jim is a sort of irritating character. He's very annoying, very, um, he's very like, I'm the man and I'm going to do this and you're not going to stop me. So he sort of devises a plan to steal some stuff from his parents. And his parents have this, like, high-security alarm system. And so he's like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, we'll steal it. And then he notices that Edward sort of can pick a lock. So he lets Edward take the fall for him. Then they take Edward to jail. And they're like, oh, I thought he was such a bad guy all along. And instead of fessing up, he's like, oh... That's his fault. There was always something wrong with him. Haha. Um, but that's entirely uh, false. Because at the beginning of the movie, the entire town loves Edward. They're like, he's so cool, and he can do my yard for me, and he can cut my hair and my dog's hair. And then as soon as he gets into trouble, they're like, he's a bad guy. He's been a bad guy. He's a monster. And it's like... He's not. What happened to that earlier? Um, that earlier. Um, it's like whatever happened to that earlier trust in Edward. Now, the thing about this movie is that the main characters and also the other characters, they sort of live in a smaller town, a very tightly knit community. People invite themselves over to your house without asking. That sort of thing. Um, So for them to sort of rapidly switch sides is sort of mind-boggling. Some of our initial thoughts were that we loved the coloring. It was so bright and sort of pastel. Everything was really great, almost like a fantasy world. Um, that's something that I think Tim Burton really does well, as we've seen with some of his other movies, like Alice in Wonderland. Um, the music is by Danny Elfman, who did the Nightmare Before Christmas movie. Um, and some, uh, sort of quotes that, uh, Winona Ryder's character Kim Boggs said. Um, is that he was by himself um, a lot before he came to live with them. And I don't know. Like, it was it was a really good movie. I really enjoyed it. It's a movie that I've seen various times. Um, some things that I noticed during my rewatch were that Edward decorated his wall with newspaper clippings, maybe as a, like, normal teenage attempt thing, or maybe it's sort of to familiarize himself with the world around him, 
or the world outside of the castle walls. Yeah, um, another thing that I really enjoyed about this movie was Peg Boggs as a character. Um, she is a fantastic mother and sees a child in need and says, you know what, you're coming home with me. I'm going to take care of you. And she's just so sweet the entire time. And I absolutely love her. Um, another thing that I thought was really good and super interesting was that a um, an older gentleman, he comes up to Edward and he's like, oh, you know, I'm also disabled, you know, but don't let anyone don't let anyone tell you that you have a handicap. So he's trying to, like, inspire confidence in Edward, even though he doesn't really know him. And I thought that was cool. Um, I also really liked that the inventor uh, took the time to teach Edward some social skills and etiquette. Uh, that is more than a lot of people in that town do for him, uh, except for Bill Boggs, who takes the time to like t try and teach him ethics, which was really good. Uh, another thing about that was that it sort of showed that the inventor was not planning to keep Edward all to himself. He was sort of trying to, you know, he, he was trying to make a boy, make a son for himself, but he also wanted him to be out in the world. He wanted him to be a functioning member of society. And that's something that to me was really special because in a lot of these movies where an inventor creates something, they either are so terrified of their own creation that they don't want to deal with it or they just sort of want the creation all to themselves without keeping in mind that you know, whatever they made has a, a, a mind, has a soul, or whatever it may be, and is capable of being independent. Um, later in the movie, we find out that the inventor for Christmas was going to give Edward a pair of, of hands instead of the scissors that he had. Um, and in the truly shocking and really sad um, moment he has a heart attack the inventor has a heart attack and he drops dead and uh, in his shock Edward spears through the hands that the inventor made him and as the inventor's dead body is laying on the floor he sort of reaches out to brush against it his head and like scratches him and is really sad about all the blood and you know that was his dad that was his dad um but yeah um one thing i really liked about this movie was that kim and edward hugged um i'm not entirely fond of kim as a character just because i feel like she uh was kind of like kind of mean towards Edward at the beginning, or at least, like, was ignoring him, and then did this, changed her mind completely, and was like, actually, I love you, and that, that was not fantastic, uh, but I did like that Kim gave Edward a hug, because from, uh, before this point in the movie, Edward did not have a lot of 
physical contact with other people because he didn't want to hurt them. And so I thought that this was kind of a nice moment where Edward realized that, hey, I can hug someone and I'm not going to hurt them. And I thought that was cool. Um, so after Edward got arrested for taking the fall for Kim and also for Jim, mostly for Kim, though, um, there's sort of a uh, distrust of Edward and then in one scene, Jim is driving his car in the street and uh, almost crushes Kevin, the little boy. And so Edward sort of runs out in front of the car and pushes him away. Um, and then they both fall to the ground and in his haste to make sure that the little boy is okay, Edward scratches him and everybody thinks that like, He's trying to kill Kevin or something. And, and uh, then Jim is like, oh, you know, I'm going to fight you. And he, like, tries to fight him and got scratched. Like, even though Edward did save Kevin's life, they sort of start a manhunt. Um, and so one of the cops earlier in the movie who had been really concerned about him, um, as Edward was running back towards the castle, shot into the air, which led the townspeople to believe that he was dead. So, I mean, good for him, I guess. Um, but then Jim showed back up at the castle with the gun and was trying to, like, shoot Edward and beat him up. And then as Edward was trying to defend himself, he killed Jim and shoved him out the window um but kim was also there and she did not say that jim was trying to attack him i don't even know um like that was the worst part i think (laughs) um and so later in the movie they mentioned something about snow um, yeah, so later in the movie, it is revealed that before Edward had, uh, arrived at the town, it never snowed, and then once he went back to the castle, it always snowed, I guess. Um, it kind of, like, pans over to Edward in the castle, and he is making sculptures out of ice, and the ice is falling through the window and creating the snow. And so that's that's how it's always, that's how it always snows in that town. But what I was wondering is where does he get all the ice? Um, it doesn't seem like he goes back into the town that often. Uh, and it's been a while. It's been a long while since his initial, you know, journey into that town. And so I'm just I'm just wondering, where do you get the ice? I don't even know. Like maybe they have a really big freezer or something. <laughs> or does he have like an like a does he have Instacart or something, you know? Does he have it pre ordered? Like, hey, every winter I want you to bring like twenty thousand blocks of ice to me. <laughs> I don't know, um, but something that was sort of really interesting about this movie was that no one got a happy ending. Like, uh, the only characters we really saw were Kim and Edward, 
but it was clear that they both sort of had sad and unfulfilled lives like Kim did have uh you know children and grandchildren but she always sort of held on to that regret of not of not uh keeping Edward of not fighting harder for him which is her fault um but on to on to everyone's favorite segment twin talk in this segment we're going to talk about mob mentality and peer pressure um so in this movie there is a lot of peer pressure uh mainly between kim and jim and jim's friends who don't really want to do what jim says he demands that you know they follow his his orders like uh for example uh he, he and a friend who I believe goes unnamed. I'm not exactly sure. They're drinking in his van, and he's like, I want you to drive over there and find Edward or something. And he's like, come on, man, don't make me drive. And he's like, just do it. And it's like, D- Jim is a horrible friend, and his his friend does what he asks him to because he feels pressured. Um, another instance in which Jim uh, ruins people's lives through peer pressure is when he's trying to break into his parents' house, into his house, to steal stuff. Um, He brings Kim and Edward along, and he's like, yeah, this guy stole from me. And uh, so Edward wants to help, and Kim is like, "Uh, this is your parents' house, and I know that, but I'm still going to do it because I can't make you do anything you don't want to do. Uh, and so, uh, in conclusion, Jim is horrible, and peer pressure absolutely sucks. Uh, so, for the second part, we're going to talk about the mob mentality of the people in the town. So, they sort of started a, like, witch hunt type thing with Edward. They were chasing after him they got the cops involved you know not only one but like i think three times and at first they were like super nosy and then they were like we all have to kill him he has to go he's like a plague on our pretty little town or whatever and it's like you guys were so good what happened But I guess when you have a lot of very opinionated people, it's very easy to get lost in the cause you think you're supporting. Whether or not you believe that it's, you know, truly the truth or whether or not you believe that it's something that should be done. Some of the other people in the the mob on the way to Edward's house were like, but I don't want to do this. And they were like, too bad so they went along with it and they participated in edward's banishment from the town um another issue that's like super um prevalent uh in this movie is that um there's a lot of bullying again it's Surrounding Jim, because Jim is a horrible person, and he is the main antagonist. 
Um, so he bullies Edward in a very weird way. Uh, he is uh, super fake towards him. He's all like, oh, good job, buddy. And then later on, he's like, stay away from Kim. I'm going to kill you. And it's like, he just, he just, he just gets worse and worse as the movie goes on. Some other topics in this movie were disabilities. Uh, so Edward is uh, a person with scissors for hands. So prosthetics, uh, another disabled character in the movie, uh, you know, says, don't let anyone tell you that you're handicapped. So Edward's disabilities in the movie are used for good they're used for other people's personal gain personal benefit uh, he doesn't really get the chance to see his perspective of well we don't really get a chance to see what his perspective is about his hands other than the fact that he's sort of worried that he'll hurt people with them um, also later on in the movie the uh, disabled man is like Oh, did they catch him yet? And the little boy's like, who? And he's like, oh, you know, the... And then he, like, makes, like, the scissor hand motions. He's like, oh, the the cripple. And I'm like, what? Because at first he's like, oh, you're not disabled. You're, you know, not handicapped. You're just sort of yourself. And then they're like... Um, you know, when everything starts getting bad, we're not going to treat you like a human being anymore. And that's something that I thought was sort of awful. But this movie is really unique and it's really well done. It has a great cast. It has a good uh, outline, a good storyline. It has a lot of bright colors um, I'm always obsessed with the coloring in movies, the like filters, the tones. Um, but yeah, uh, I I really like this movie. It was really good. Until next time, bye, bye.